Scott for Scots here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except at Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass, you're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down, okay. Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Purple Mafia, with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's it. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is October the 8th, 2012. Monday, October the 8th, 2012. This is episode number 121 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey or Joey Wygen. <clears throat> Either way you want to call me is welcome. Yep, Dylan Richardson, thank you again for introducing me <laughs> at the beginning there. And of course, Dylan Richardson is the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, which hosts Purple Mafia. That's right. We are available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It has been a fantastic uh, (laughs) time. It's been a fantastic four and a half years on that website. And it has been an absolutely amazing two weeks for the Purple Mafia show. That's right historical two weeks for Pearl Mafia show. Um, the previous, uh, let's see, episode number 119, all-time record for Purple Mafia. I'm not going to give you the exact figures, but the numbers were quintuple the size of the previous record set in September 2010, and episode number 120. Well, uh, about half, about half the numbers of episode number 119, but again, it would have more than, it would have doubled the previous record said in 2010. So the second, now the now the second highest rated show of all time, and previously would have been significantly higher than the, yeah, would have been significantly higher than the previous one. So amazing run. You guys have been fantastic. Let's keep it going. Keep telling your friends about the show and uh, keep, yeah, keep listening. Don't go away. Those of you, the newcomers that have come to the show the last two or three weeks or so, don't go away. Keep coming. Would be oh so fantastic. Vikings, well, yeah, let's keep this going, huh? 
the Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, are now four and one. Holy crap, Batman! Somebody fill me in on who saw that coming. Yeah, really. Honestly, you could be the most uh, Kool-Aid drinking fan in the world and still not truly, honestly, see that coming. I mean, you really you saw that coming? Yeah, right. Okay. Four and one. And I know winning this game, I absolutely saw that coming. I think most of us saw the Vikings winning the game. This particular game, it's just the cumulative record. <laughs> I like to talk goofy like that. Yeah. The cumulative record of four and one. Wow. Five weeks in. That's pretty crazy and a very strong possibility of five and one going into next week into the nation's capital. That's right. Nation's capital. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out, no doubt. Oh, well, we have three call-ins to get to. First and foremost, I will mention the Minnesota Vikings, of course, won the game 30-7. to Yep, most of you know that. Maybe not everybody. Those of you that, you know, you're hearing it here first, well, there you go. Glad to be able to present you with that. Oh, yeah, it's been nice. But, yeah, we have three call-ins. The, the number for that, by the way, is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is, of course, the Purple Mafia show, or Purple Mafia would be terrific. Let's get some new callers out there. Uh, we have three regulars calling in, three of the yeah most frequent callers of all time calling in. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You guys are always welcome to keep calling. No one's going to stop you. And no one wants to stop you, that's for sure. Of course they are. Uh, We'll do them as tradition, taken in the order received. Brent Jacobson, Anthony from L.A., and of course Sebastian Balls. That would be terrific to hear from those guys. Always some good, strong points from all three of them. Just glad to have Brent calling in again, yeah, because he didn't call in last year. So, you know. Glad to have him back. He, he got shy. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, had troubles with his iPod. I remember that, mentioning that. We chat Frank, uh, frequently, as do others. So, um, it's terrific. Yeah, this has been a fantastic season in many ways. A fantastic surprise. The show has grown. The team has uh, grown quicker than expected. Like, uh, yeah, it's like you want to say you can't fix it all at once, but and I don't think the Vikings did fix everything at once, but boy, I didn't expect this type of improvement this quickly. Hey, we'll take it. I mean, go figure. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, good stuff. Good drafting. Other guys are healthy. Yeah, it's a good combination of things. Nice to have Antoine Winfield healthy versus last year. Things have been going pretty well. And Chris Cook available versus last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of things happen the way they do for a reason, I suppose. So yeah, let's. Uh, I'll stop rambling, even though it is on topic for the most part. <clears throat> We're going to get to Brent Jacobson now. Yes, this calls for Joey and the Viking Purple Mafia Vikings show. Oh, Brent calling in here, Mister Week or so there. Uh first of all, recapping the Vikings win in. <laughs> And over Tennessee. Now that I had my fun with the sound effects, uh, observations on the game. 
offense looked pretty good. It um offense looked pretty good. Defense looked awesome. The what is one play that'll be leaving me nightmares, the hit on Javon Ringer late. Yeah. Pray the dude's alright. Looks like an ACL. Pray I'm wrong. Uh the type of effort we needed. Looking forward next week. Redskins. RG three may be out. Hopefully, maybe. We'll see. Can't and dilly dally like we did against Detroit. We need to come out, hit hard, play like we did today against Tennessee. We have both sides of the ball and hopefully we'll pull out, pull out of the pull out of the game against Washington with another win and on our way to hopefully a division title, knock on wood. Thanks, Joey. I'm out. Bye. And I thank you for that call, Brent Jacobson. Great to have you on the show again. Well, yep, good stuff there. Quick and to the point, as always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, nice sound effects. They're not they're not cheesy. I mean, who am I to say sound effects are cheesy? You know, I mean, I like to put in sound effects. I like to have the Paul Tuniverse Caniff screaming in the background, the, Oh, my God! You know, that's definitely not cheesy. I think that is just... That's absolute classic, and it deserves to be on any show and ever, man. I mean, because that, <laughs> that was the real thing. It wasn't acting out. It just happened. I happened to be playing with the microphone at the time, and yeah, something funny happened, and he screamed it out really loud, and yeah, it's like the microphone recorded it really well. So yeah, I'm not going to make fun of anybody's sound effects, you know. Well, yeah, I guess maybe to a certain, you know, I, I won't even get into it. But that, that one is definitely not a problem. Good stuff. Got to like the Viking horn there. Yeah, the defense did look awesome. <laughs> the defense continues to look awesome. And that's been uh, that's been the story of the season, ultimately. You know, Christian Ponder's improvement has been a big story. But the defense's dramatic improvement and game-changing ability has been the story of the 2012 season. 2012, whatever you want to call it. I'll get it. Well, whatever it is. It's still the same thing. Uh, but yeah, that's been the story of the season for the Minnesota Vikings uh, in a big way. It, we beat up the 49ers. We beat up the most physical team in football. We out the 40 freaking Niners. Oh my God! See, there you go. There's me and my uh, sound effects right there. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Paul. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly, though. I mean, we are physical, the 49ers. Uh, it, it just shows you to stay-at-home defense can work. You don't have to ball hawk all the time. The Vikings are always in position to make a tackle and deflect passes. Yes, it's a combination of both. And it's a combination of Leslie Frazier and Alvin Williams, the defensive coordinator, of course, head coach Leslie Frazier. You have a defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator for your head coach, and a, a young, you know, solid defensive coordinator who is better than we thought, apparently, in uh, uh, Mr. Williams. Elvin Williams, not Greg Williams. We're not looking to knock people's heads off or, or ball hawk or all that. We're deflecting passes. We are getting our hands on the ball without hurting people and without, you know, gambling too much. And the defense looks freaking awesome so far. I mean, just freaking awesome. Oh, and I can't wait to get to the divisional roundup. Roundup. Boy, does it make the Vikings look uh, better. And a lot of you know why. Oh, a lot of you know why. 
and it has nothing to do with the Chicago Bears game. Oh, it's a certain rival that plays actually a little bit closer to us, a little bit, not much closer. Actually, geographically, they might play even further away than Chicago, but yeah, whatever. You already know who I'm talking about. It ain't the Lions. Um, yeah, so RG3 is the next, uh, yes, <laughs> he mentioned that, yeah, looking forward to that. I mean, yeah, Anthony from L.A. brings that up as well, obviously, you know, talking about how he can't wait to see him. It will be fun, we'll, well, if he's healthy, of course. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. Yep, RG3, of course, unfortunately had a concussion. But the say, according to the AP, that RG3 looks good. We'll get deeper into that later on during the... Uh, yeah, we're going to get more into that during the preview. So, yeah, I shouldn't even be talking about it yet. But, yeah, I kind of had to. Yeah, hopefully a division title. Well, you know what? You know, as funny as that sounded not too long ago, with the way the turn of events have been occurring the past couple of weeks here, possibility does exist and persists. As uh, President Dwight Eisenhower once said many years ago, the possibility does exist and persists. That's a quote, anyway, from him. Very amazing thought right there. Anthony from L.A. is the next caller, and here he is now. Come on down, Anthony. Thank you from that call uh, for that call, <laughs> Anthony. Welcome back to the show once again, Anthony from LA. Always just spectacular. Yeah, and showing that passion, showing that excitement. I'll let out the same thing. Woo! And yeah, it was like that. It wasn't the most exciting game ever, but I mean the yeah, the result is exciting. I mean, thirty to seven, we manhandled that team. You know, we the Vikings don't usually blow somebody out unless they're in the middle of a very very good football season. Very rarely do the Vikings blow somebody out. I mean, once in a while, I guess in 2007, we had a pretty nice blowout against the Giants, and it shocked the living crap out of everybody, and then there was that stupid letdown against the Deadskins. Well, the Redskins are playing next week. Hopefully we don't have the stupid letdown. <laughs> I hope so. As uh, Yeah, I'll just... That's the, end, that's the end part of your call right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. If RG3 is able to survive that concussion, you know, obviously not... Not, like, survive, survive. You know, obviously he's going to survive it. But, you know, he'll be able to get into neck, be able to play next week. We'll see what happens. So now let's get to the early part of the call. So the end part is done right there. <laughs> Harvin's number one all-purpose. Yeah, number one all-purpose yards in the NFL. Paul Allen, PA, Paul Allen of KFAN, and, of course, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, going as far as to say Percy Harvin 
is the best all-around player in the NFL. That's a very strong statement. Yes, it is. Um, All-around in terms of versatility and being good at every damn single thing he does. Okay, I can hear that conversation. I sure can. Uh, Yep, a common thread in today's show. We're going to continue to say it. Heck, I might even make it the title of the show. You know, just because that's the way it's going. I mean, I tend to kind of go on the fly when it comes to the title of the show, unless it's super obvious. Today, it's not as super obvious. Great defense. (laughs) It was a great defense, isn't it? It was and is a great defense right now, isn't it? Yeah. Again, the coordinator, the coach, it's starting to take on the identity. The, The team is starting to take on the identity of its coach. It, it is, and that's cool. Last year, they did not take on the identity of anything. The team had no identity other than they sucked. They just straight up sucked last year. Um, yeah, the Harrison Smith thing, we'll get more into that later, but yeah, briefly, yeah, that was that was a blow for the team. It sure was. That was a big blow. Bumping into the ref, yep, and Sebastian gets into that too for, in, in a little bit. Smith has been always been yeah. Smith has been laying the smackdown big time. It has been very cool. It was a shame to get him out of the game. Good thing it didn't come back to bite us. In fact, it really didn't at all. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much got a garbage touchdown. Did the Tennessee Titans? Pretty much garbage, you could say. It was like eh, because the Vikings responded immediately. Again, we'll get back to that in a little bit when it's the game review with the Facebook page and Twitter account and all that good stuff. Lots of conversation with Dan Taylor on that Twitter account. Yes, sir. Boy, Dan Taylor is an awesome... Yeah, he's he's always got good things to say. So I'd mention that real quick. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah, you mentioned you couldn't remember who the uh, receiver was for the Tennessee Titans when Smith laid the smackdown on. Um, I can't remember either, honestly. Yeah. Oh, and one thing, too, Brent Jacobson, I'll say this really quick. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, Javon Ringer injury, how it was nasty. I don't know why I didn't say it. Apparently, apparently, you mentioned it was an ACL, uh, Brent, and I thought it was an ACL. I mean, it looked like it looked like it was ACL and MCL. Like, it looked like it was a big, bad one. I, in fact, it reminded me of Baron Davis's injury, honestly, with the New York Knicks last year, driving in traffic in the NBA playoffs, and yes, I'm a gigantic basketball fan, and that show had even bigger numbers than Purple Mafia. What? It actually had an even bigger numbers than Purple Mafia's record numbers, so that made it the number one production I've ever been a part of. Unbelievable. Timberwolves Explosion, do check that out, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big basketball fan as well, just so you guys, if you guys, in case you care. But, yeah, Baron Davis, disgusting injury. Um, yeah, I mean, the knee was, like, just bent upward. Oh, my God. You know, like... Super duper hyper extended to a point you thought the knee was just ripped in half, and in fact, Baron Davis has looked like it pretty much was on the inside. It looked like uh, Mr. Ringer, Javon Ringer, backup running back for Tennessee, had the same exact type of situation going on. It was an MCL. It was a sprained MCL. That's it. Um, you talk about fortunate. He's out four to six weeks, so it's probably torn. You know, yeah, MCL. That's usually about what it is with an MCL. About six weeks. You are a lucky guy, Javon. I mean, I'm sure it hurts like living heck, Mr. Javon Ringer, but boy, you are a very fortunate individual. And uh, <laughs> as dorky as this may sound, con- congratulations. I mean, he's going to be able to continue playing this year at some point. I mean, an injury like that, if it was like a big, massive like thing, you know, that could be career-threatening, especially if you're a backup. I mean, you've, you might have lost that little step or burst, 
that got you in the league, and if it's gone, you're SOL, to put it bluntly. And um, congratulations, Javon Ringer. You will live to see another day. Your NFL career and your NFL season will live to see another day. So, you know, I'm thrilled to see that injury not be nearly as devastating as it could have been. <laughs> thrilled, actually, for Javon. I'm very happy for him. I'm sure he was happy for it, too. I mean, it, still an injury, it still hurts, but man, oh man, oh man. Alright, so back to the uh, points. Um, basically, Sebastian, or Anthony's call was done other than, man, we're 4-1 and one and he can't pl- wait to play RG3. It's been a very, very exciting season. I agree. I mean, I can't really add too much to that other than I agree. I mean, there's nothing to add. It's it's absolutely what it is in a very positive way. So now we are jumping to Sebastian Balls. That's right. The Purple Mafia co-host. <laughs> Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joey. Sebastian again. Uh, I can't say I thought the Vikings were going to win this game. And yet again, I've been pretty much down on them all year. Uh... We pulled it off. It was a blowout. Not going to lie. The thing that worries me right now, though, is Ponder's two picks. Uh, he rebounded pretty good, though. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he threw one at the end of the first half. I was really upset uh, with him there. Uh, posted on the Facebook wall saying how we thought we were going to lose this because we did throw the pick now, and I felt like momentum was just gone. Then he throws one immediately in the second half, and I was like, oh, geez. So, like, you know, Christian Ponder, acting like a true good quarterback, rebounds nicely, gets another touchdown. Percy Harvin is being Percy Harvin. Stephen Burton had a catch. It was nice to see him today. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, John Carlson, both of those guys were playing really well. AP, 88 yards. Christian Ponder's legs kicked in today again, and he ran for quite a few. Uh, I'm watching the Saints game right now, and Greg Camarillo, former Viking, 09 season and 2010 season out there. Oh, wait. No, just 11. My bad. Oh, goodness. Memories of him dropping everything, like Bernard Berrien. Anyways, I think we had a great game. Defense, you know, incredible. No matter who was out there, Harrison Smith, got to be a little bit smarter. But, like, come on. You can't touch the ref. What kind of flipping rule is that? Like, I get you can't sucker punch him, but you can't just, like, move him out of the way a little bit. And, like, have we really come to that in the NFL to where you just can't touch somebody? I don't know. The same as on defense. It's like, you can't nudge him a tad or something after five yards. Like, that's kind of blowing, but... It is what it is. It makes the game a little bit harder to play and makes our defense just look that much better if we can hold up an offense. Anyways, thanks for letting me call it. Bye. And I thank you for that call in. Sebastian, welcome back indeed. Thank you for calling in once again. You're always welcome to call in. Like you say, thank you for letting me call in. Yeah, I never said you could call in. What the heck? You're banned. No, absolutely not banned. I love you, love, 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 love having you call in, Sebastian. Always, of course, the uh, the comment king on there <laughs> on the Facebook page. All right, anyhow, yeah, a little, little 
little negativity from Mr. Uber Positivity, the, you know, earlier on, was it last year, about guys like Joe Webb and stuff, like, man, he's the next Joe Montana. No, I'm thinking, couldn't believe, you couldn't say he thought we were going to win the game? Really? Tennessee? Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, I guess you're kind of scarred from the last two years, and I don't blame you. They were pretty crappy. The last two years really sucked. <laughs> 2010 and 2011, there's no doubt. Um, but Tennessee really, Tennessee's kind of what the Vikings were last year. I mean, they're on their way to having one of those kind of years. I mean, you can see it. Yeah, I make a comment too later on in the Twitter account, and I'll just briefly mention it right now. It's kind of weird that we're all already on the other side of one of those type of games, those 30-7 to 7 type games. I mean, it's weird. It's nice, but it's like feels too good to be true, kind of. And like they say, usually when it's something seems too good to be true, it probably is. But, well, hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> hopefully it's not too good to be true, and it's legit. Very exciting season thus far. Yeah, we pulled it off, as you mentioned, and it was a blowout. Sebastian, yes, it was. Absolutely terrific. You're worried about uh, Christian Ponder's two picks, especially at that point in the game. Um, the first half one, for me, it's almost like if he was going to throw an interception, that's the time to do it because it didn't damage us. We were pretty deep in the, uh, I mean, yeah, it was kind of, it was a momentum killer. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a momentum killer and a momentum uh, savior for Tennessee, potentially going into the first half, second half, excuse me, because the Vikings were kind of on the drive there. Ponder throws a pick. But, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, yeah, you gave Tennessee crappy field position with 15 seconds left in the half. They're probably just going to kneel down and go on to the next half. But then when he threw an interception, like you mentioned, to start off the second half, it's like, well, okay, that's great. Now what? But we got really lucky. The defense uh, shut down Tennessee big time. And uh, there you go. And Christian Ponder did rebound, as you mentioned. Yes, he did. Tight ends, yep, you mentioned the tight ends did really well. I yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Rudolph is, uh, and, you know, Carlson's not nearly as noticeable as Kyle Rudolph, but he's doing the little things, as they say, that don't show up in the uh, stat sheet. He's, he's, done a, he's doing a good job, I agree. But, yeah, Rudolph is becoming one of, the, one of the better scoring threat tight ends in all of football, and it's really cool to see it happening. Uh, great draft pick by the Minnesota in the 2011 draft in that second round getting Kyle Rudolph. That was a freaking awesome draft pick. And how exciting is it that we're going to have that guy for the next 10 years or more and Christian Ponder is going to have him as one of his absolute top targets. I mean, right now he probably is his top red zone target, I got to think. It sure seems that way. You still have the goal line uh, uber threat in Adrian Peterson, a guy who could... You know, you're running the game down. You're up by a little bit in a big playoff game, or maybe it's the biggest game of all. You hand it off to Adrian, and in he goes for a 10-point lead with two and a half minutes left, and they're starting to celebrate on that sideline. Oh, my God. See, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of scoring threats in the red zone now. Uh, Ponder's red zone completion percentage is 66%, fourth best in the NFL. Amazing statistic right there. Amazing statistic. The guy is awesome. I mentioned that right there. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, I mean, I personally, when you mentioned how he was like, running around again, <laughs> and I'm saying this gently, and um, I'm going to say this very gently. As yep. <laughs> uh, Mark Carlson, who was one of the new Twitter, uh, or excuse me, Facebook, excuse me, Facebook page, uh, followers, Mark Carlson, who did see Fran Tarkenton. I'm saying this gently here. 
But, uh, you know, Christian Ponder looked a little bit like Fran out there, especially on a lot of those rollouts where he kind of rolls out and then starts to run forward a little bit. And But the rollouts in general, yeah, he looked like Fran Tarkenton a little bit out there on Sunday. And even the day, uh, even the week before against Detroit, looked a little like Fran with some of those runs, but much more against Tennessee than Detroit. He kind of didn't complete many passes against Detroit other than like three yard like oh crap you know who's who's open type of passes <laughs> yeah it was good stuff it was very good stuff uh, fun to watch Christian Potter move around out there like the aforementioned number 10 very cool boy you had to you just had to bring up Greg Camarillo didn't you Sebastian oh yeah the guy he he had good hands, but he had, he he couldn't get open worth uh, you know worth the s word. He he couldn't get open for crap, and just even the thought of having him as a kick returner at one point, a few points during last year, it's like what are you freaking doing? Okay, it's one thing the guy can catch the ball. That's the safe thing, but the object of being a kick returner is to return, not the kick catcher. He's not he's not just a catcher here. You know he doesn't have a, a mitt and a catcher's mask. <laughs> You know, catch the ball and run with it a little bit. But Greg Camarillo, of course, incapable of doing that. Old cement shoes himself, Greg Camarillo. Yeah, boy, oh boy, what a touching memory that was. (laughs) Harrison Smith, touching, speaking of touching, he touched the ref and, yeah, drove you crazy, Sebastian. And I'm sure it's going to drive a lot of people crazy. I guess they're just over-paranoid about, like, hey, that's the way to keep players and coaches and God knows who else away from altercations with the ref, physical altercations with the ref. I guess that's their over-paranoid way of preventing anything from happening. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the butt, and yeah, a lot of the freaking, you know, bumping people like one millisecond after they get rid of the ball or they catch the ball or, or whatever, or a little bit before. Yeah, I mean, it, it does get old, and it kind of affects the, the sport a little bit. But, well, I guess they're trying to prevent people from getting killed, like defenseless uh, players from getting killed out there. But, yeah, I mean, I hear your frustration. I I definitely do. Hopefully the Vikings can avoid some of that because, obviously, they are a heavy-hitting team. Like, they want to leave a mark, per se, on their opponents, as you can see. So hopefully they can be careful at timing their hits. And, uh, yeah, obviously placing their hits as well. You don't want helmet on helmet. Vikings got to call their way. Uh, at one point during the game. Uh, I forget which player it was against. It was hit. I think it was Percy, if I remember correctly. There was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Percy Harvin got hit in the head by a, a Tennessee defender, and that extended a drive. Good stuff. So sometimes it goes our way, and obviously that one, yeah, helmet and helmet, you kind of have to call that, obviously, and I'm sure you agree, Sebastian. Concussions suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we will move on. The calls are done. The calls are done. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show at Purple Mafia Show for Twitter. So you got Facebook and Twitter. Click like on the page. Where the hell is everybody on that Facebook page? And no, I don't mean with the commenting. You guys are commenting quite a bit. But where are the likes? Where's the love? Where is the love? That number needs to go up immediately. Come on, guys. Come on over. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. Does joining a Facebook group bug you that much? I don't know why that why that would be. I guess that's just one of those things we'll have to find out someday <laughs> as to what the what what the problem is. You know, as Martin Lawrence would say. <laughs> Anyhow, that was really bad. Oh God, that was bad. 
<laughs> yep, so now I'm trying to find my place here where I need to be. Um, here we go, recent posts by others. Yeah, I just love these Facebook groups. They're very uh, overcomplicated. They, they really are. Yeah. All right. So Facebook and Twitter. We'll get started on the Facebook. We're going to get down in position here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep, Sebastian Balls. Where are we? You know, we're not going to start with Sebastian because it's a little bit earlier. Okay, here we go. Mark Carlson, then Sebastian. Mark Carlson, this is before the game. He had some really nice stuff to say. Again, a pretty new uh, pretty new uh, poster on the Facebook uh, page, of course. Joined about two weeks ago. He was a member of the team of, we'll just say, throw this number out there. He was a member of the team of 16,000. A couple of episodes ago. There, I just threw that number out there. That's a random number. doesn't necessarily mean anything. <clears throat> but yeah, a team of 16,000. He was a member of one of those. He was a, a new listener of that show. On that show. He says, big game today. My son Austin was married yesterday. <laughs> and as for the honeymoon, yep, you guessed it. To the Dome for a Vikings game. Let's go purple. <laughs> well, it was romantic because it was just such a uh, gentle... Relaxing victory. Yes, it was. You know, the, uh... <laughs> yeah, nice way to start. Married life was my comment. Mark Carlson responds with, You bet, Joey. He wore his Viking cap all through the formal dinner. Ha-ha, I raised him right. Go, Harvin. Yeah. They said, that's awesome. And congratulations, by the way, to Mark Carlson. So, yeah, congratulations on your son, Austin, getting married and enjoying a nice, relaxing gentle, easy Viking game yesterday. It was. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, for whatever reason, whenever we play the Detroit, that's the only way to say Detroit, it's Detroit, not Detroit, Lions. For whatever reason, whenever we play those Detroit Lions, I get bleeping pissed. And I'm pissed the whole game. The whole game. I mean, I just cannot calm down. I mean, my blood pressure's at the maximum. At dangerous levels, folks. I mean, <laughs> my my artery walls are not feeling comfortable when we play the Detroit Lions. But when we played the Tennessee Titans yesterday, ah, it was the most gentle, calm game for my blood pressure situation. Yes, it was. And my heart rate and everything else. And I had a nice uh, guest. Yep, Nick Borboom. You may have seen his name on the Facebook page before. He was in studio, we'll say. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> Of course, he's an old, old high school buddy. They met way back in 95, so there you go. Small, brief little side note there. So, so shout out to you, Nick Borbum. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Had a good time watching that game with you and hanging out afterwards. Uh, Sebastian Balls says, watching the game at the Dome. Halftime. We're going to lose by blowing it. Just watch. Oh, man, Sebastian. Boy, you really are scarred, aren't you? You are scarred from the past two years. Mm-mm. And again, I don't blame you. That's why I was like, Minnesota beats San Francisco. You know what? We could very well be what Arizona was against the Minnesota Vikings in 2009. A crappy team beating a good team just because it was their day for whatever reason. Arizona sucks, ladies and gentlemen, and they really sucked in 2009 and 10, and they beat the living crap out of the Vikings in 2009. And nobody understood why, other than the Vikings had a bad game. It was a combination of things. In fact, the Vikings never win in Arizona. That's the other comment, side note there. 
but yeah, Sebastian Balls at his first, I believe he said it was his first game ever, right? Was it Sebastian? I'm sure you'll tell me at some point, but I believe I remember seeing that somewhere, and I don't know why I'm not seeing it anywhere. That's why I hate these Facebook pages a lot more than most people. I actually really hate these fa- these new Facebook pages because everything's all over the place. I'm sure it's over there somewhere. Oh, yeah, I should comment over here, too. Mark Carlson had something to say earlier. I'll get back to that in a little bit. I'll get to Mark Carlson's new comment quick. It says, good game today. It was Harvin doing the damage again this week. Ponder looking very good despite back-to-back interceptions, literally. <laughs> Defense only allowing seven points in the game. Skull Vikings honoring their name. Yep, Skull Vikings honor your name. <laughs> As, yeah, Jerry Hicks, yep. Sorry I haven't been playing your, uh, hopefully you're still listening, hopefully I didn't piss you off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry I haven't been playing your song. I mean, I, I love my my break music that I've been playing the last couple, several weeks. I mean, I'll throw, I, I might throw both in here. In fact, yeah, at the break, I'll throw both in just to kind of keep things going, you know, because the Vikings are doing so good. we got to enjoy that. And, of course, Jerry Hicks did a great job with that song. All right, and being, we're already at, like, post-game stuff here, so I'm going to move over for a little bit and come back just to be, uh, yeah that would probably be a good idea Mark Carlson had some nice stuff to say I believe some other people as well nope, that's, that post is way too old uh, huh okay, Mark Carlson commenting on last week's show episode number 120, he says great show today Joey, and hello to all my Viking friends and here on Purple Mafia I downloaded the podcast today and I had fun as I listened. <laughs> it's great that you take the time to... Let's, yep, there we go. Whoa, that's a big comment. <laughs> to read posts and comments from other fans. The mix of humorous comments with the serious comments make me both laugh and think. That's a really good statement, actually, Mark. That's really cool. Thank you for that. Um, continuing, he says, Also, <laughs> as a newbie to the show, I think it's cool that you can take voice messages, too. I like that. Thank you. Uh, he says, now, now to clear up a matter, I do live in Iowa. So, somehow my Facebook says I, lives in, uh, I live in Sioux Falls. Most of my family lives there. And I, and obviously that's Mark saying it, not me. He says most of his family lives there. And I must have clicked on something that followed that up. I should fix that, he says. <laughs> not important. Just thought it needed to mention. Okay. Now I look forward to the to this week's game. I will have some company at my home to watch the game with this week. I will be cheering and keeping an eye on the game clock. Ah, there you go. Yep, that's kind of an inside little nudge to me there. Because, yep, keep up the good work, Joey. I will inform all my Viking friends to get on board and listen. Skull, Mark from Iowa. Thank you for that. Mark Carlson, that's right. You know what? This is it. Yes, Mark Carlson, you have earned your first gold star. Yes, sir. I mean, it's loyal listeners, like, you know, he's new, but loyal, obviously. Uh, loyal already in a good, you know, good, strong way there and willing to bring in more listeners. And that's not saying anything against anybody else, because I know, I know for a fact that the other guys have done it as well. It's just... So cool to see that in writing right there. That's so cool to see it, you know. Thank you for that, Mark. You well-deserved uh, gold star. 
<laughs> for the first time. And yeah, you know, it's nice to spread it around. I can't give it to the same people all the time. Sebastian Balls is probably the all-time leader in that category. <laughs> but no, a lot of people have gotten them. The Chris Tuckers and the <coughs> Tony Coleman's and the Anthony from L.A.'s and Dan Taylor and Matt Emer. You guys have all gotten them. I believe Matt Emer's gotten one. Don Taylor's got a ton, too. He might be in number two or, or first. Him and Sebastian Balls are way up there. But, yeah, a lot of people have multiple gold stars. So, Mark Carlson, congratulations on this week's gold star for what you had to say there. Heck, Sebastian has a really awesome comment up here. He almost might get a silver star for that. <laughs> Good stuff, what he had to say. I've never done the silver star yet. That might be a new one. He has a great comment here above, but it's a ways up still. Coleman, Tony L. Coleman says, well, I certainly didn't expect the Vikings to start the season 4-1. and one. What a pleasant surprise. I hope they keep surprising me. Yes, what a pleasant surprise. Just unfreaking believable that we've been <laughs> that strong. I, I'm just stunned. Yes, I am. Um, not as many Twitters this week, but hey, but lots of tweets from the awesome Daniel Dan Taylor at Dan Taylor 26 at Dan Taylor 26 Minnesota Viking fans, don't be shy to give him a follow, because he deserves it. Yes, he does. He said, did the Colts really just do that? And I was at first like, wait a minute, because I was a little distracted, you know, getting ready for my company, Nick Borboom, to come over and, you know, all that, getting things ready. <laughs> and also kind of running some errands first before the game, being it had to be a stupid 3 o'clock game instead of the noon games. But in a way, it was kind of fun because that way I can have like a kind of a pizza-type dinner while while watching the game. I mean, that was actually worked out better than I expected, you know. So yeah, got some errands taken care of first. So I missed what happened, and we'll get to what that's about in the <laughs> in the NFC North. That I don't want to call it Central. I know that's not funny because I keep joking about it too much. But because I kept screwing it up so much, I, I did a video where I screwed it up. But the NFC North Divisional Roundup, yes, sir. I'll save that for that moment. Dan Taylor says, is there anything Harvin can't do? Um, you know what, Dan? No. <laughs> well, other than maybe play quarterback, but then again, ha, ha, who, who am I to say? You might see one of those deals where they <laughs> hand the ball off to Percy Harvin, um, or no. Ponder has the ball flings it over to Harvin, who then hurls it to Jerome Simpson or Kyle Rudolph for a 25-yard touchdown pass. Maybe we'll see that next. But other than that, the dude is an absolute super-duper-duper-duper-duper star. Oh, I might, might, might as well say this really quick. Oh, my God. Thank God that Percy Harvin rescinded his trade request back in June. Remember, folks, and Percy Harvin requested, or not requested, borderline, well, yeah, I guess requested. I don't know if it ever got to the word demand, but uh, wanted to be traded from the Minnesota Vikings. Now we're seeing why he wanted to be traded, because he was underutilized. Now he's not underutilized. <laughs> um, it's kind of cruel what it looks like he's done to J J Jarius Wright, though. I mean, Jarius Wright can't see the field, and... Um, Coach Musgrave was on the Paul Allen show today. As yes, I listen to it basically almost every single weekday. Love it or hate it, but it's a great, yeah, I mean, it's a good show, I think. He gets off topic and into foolishness at times with uh, segment killing, which drives me absolutely bonkers. But anyhow, 
which I'm doing already right now. Uh, Bill Musgrave made a comment when PA talked to, just mentioned Jerry's right. He's like, why can't Jerry, or basically something along the lines of Jerry's rights can't seem to get on the field. Bill Musgrave, this is his short, simple answer, which kind of is very telling about old Jerry. It's, he says, we can only suit fair 46 guys. So you're trying to tell me he's not even the 46th best player on the team, Mr. Musgrave? Ouch. That's got to hurt for the old ego for Jerry's right. Fourth round pick, ladies and gentlemen, Jarius Wright, and he put up some stud numbers in college, like 1,200 yards receiving. It's kind of cruel what Harvin has done to him, because I think that had to do with it. Like, Harvin was insulted when... I, I think Harvin was insulted when the Vikings took Jarius Wright, because it's kind of similar. you got a small, do-everything type of receiver who's got a little bit of that wide receiving catch, uh, uh, maybe ability, more ability to catch wide than, than just kind of up the middle and hand off and dump past and make people miss type stuff that Harvin does, and occasional semi-deep up the middle stuff. Um, but Harvin, yeah, I was pissed off that the Vikings took him in the draft and said basically like, you know, that's my job. So now Jerry's just kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place. I feel bad for the guy, honestly. I think he's better than he's being treated. I know. I mean, there's a guy that might demand a trade at some point. Though, of course, his uh, ability to demand a trade not quite as strong as Percy's was. And luckily, the Vikings have him because he is, uh, according to Paul Allen, anyway, the best player and overall player in the league. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> Dan Taylor says, "Wow, that is bull bleep." And that was, of course, the uh, Harrison Smith getting ejected. He bumped the official. There was a skirmish. Now, this is where, you know, we'll get into the Harrison Smith now. There was a skirmish, of course. You know, it's going to happen like a million times after a play. I believe Harrison Smith had just knocked somebody pretty good. So there's a skirmish between Vikings and Titans and all that stuff. And somebody, somebody was pulling Harrison Smith away. And the belief is Harrison believed it was a either a Viking or a Titan pulling him away from the skirmish. So Harrison then... In, uh, in turn, shoves the person away from him, saying, come on, hey, you know, you know he wants to kind of get back into the skirmish there because it's getting heated. Oh, whoops, the guy had stripes on. He was a zebra. Well, apparently you can't do that, obviously, as we know all way too well. You can't even, like, gently nudge them or, or gently yank their little sleeve saying, hey, hey, look, look over here, you missed this call, or why are you not calling a touchdown, or why are you not listening to me? You can't do that. It's an automatic ejection. Harrison Smith automatically ejected. No fine as of yet. No suspension. That's good news. Um, Dan Taylor, not a happy camper about that one. He also comments about he's getting worried about how chippy this game is getting. We always end up on the wrong side of this, and ain't that the truth. And that was a response to when I said more yellow flags on the field than yellow leaves on the ground right now. Yeah, because there were a lot of penalties during that point in the game, kind of that midway point of the game. It was pretty frustrating. It sure was. Uh, <laughs> how could it not have been, right? But luckily, you know, Vikings survived that. Just kind of looking here. There's a couple more. Inter oh, there's a new interaction, probably a new follower. Yeah, Vikings 360, a new follower. Welcome aboard if you happen to be listening. <laughs> cool. Well, that's nice to know. Another one of, like, my three followers. No, okay, basically, compared to some people anyway. Um, Dan Taylor says, a shame about that interception. I'd have a lot. 
I'd feel I felt a lot better with a 16 or 20 point lead, but luckily it didn't end up mattering very much with uh, Monsieur Ponder's interception around the half. Yep. <laughs> Bouncing a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, it was a, just one of those, it was, it was a fairly chippy game, and then eventually it just kind of got boring in a good way. It got boring in a good way. Christian Ponder overall threw for 258 yards, completing 25 of 35, good for 71.4%. Insanely awesome. Despite the two interceptions, Christian Ponder, of course, did throw two touchdowns, 87.6 passer rating. Despite the two interceptions, that's pretty cool. You know, that is some pretty cool stuff. Joe Webb did see action in the game, but it was like the final drive where we're just kind of either handing the ball off or kneeling. So it was nothing to worry about there. First time I've ever actually seen Joe Webb go in a game because we were blowing somebody out. Because usually Webb went in the game because somebody got hurt or they were playing like, like garbage or a combination of both. So it was nice to see Joe Webb in there for the for that type of reason for once. Very cool. <sighs> so I'm going to kind of continue to bounce around from game stats, Twitter, and Facebook. We're kind of winding that part of the deal down. And I'm going to kind of have like chronological game review type stuff going on as well. Uh, Blair Walsh did get two field goals in the first half. 42 and 36 yarder, a 26 chip shot field goal by Blair Walsh. Uh, with five minutes left in the third quarter. So Blair Walsh, a three-for-three three effort again. So he's only missed one kick overall this year. That was that 46-yarder last week in Detroit. It was a good one. No, it was a frustrating one, but luckily Vikings held on anyway. Thank God for that indeed. Walsh, an outstanding, continuing to be an outstanding kicker. And it's good that he got a miss out of the way, so we don't have to worry about a Gary Anderson repeat, hopefully, should the Vikings be, have a much, much more successful season than even we're, we're expecting right now? Should that happen? We don't want another Gary Anderson situation. Oh, no, we don't. But no, overall, this game was one of the easiest games. This was the easiest Minnesota Vikings victory in I don't know how long. Um, you know, you want to think that it was that Arizona game a few couple of years ago when the Vikings pounded Arizona in 2010 to save, temporarily save Brad Childers' job after cutting Randy Moss. But no, we were losing that game. We were losing that game like midway through the fourth quarter, so that was not an easy win. We just woke up and beat the bleep out of them in the last like 10 minutes of the game or so. So whatever. The Vikings never trailed against Tennessee, never trailed against Detroit, never trailed against San Francisco. Minnesota Vikings have not trailed since the... uh, since they were down like 20-6 to six and 20-13 to 13 or whatever against the Indianapolis Colts. It's been a while. It's been about a month. Pretty bleeping awesome. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is legitimately becoming a good football team. And I can finally say that because I'm scarred just like Sebastian Bowles is scarred when he's like, I wasn't really confident we were going to win the game today when he said that, which kind of surprised me a little bit because I think Tennessee's pretty, pretty awful. Very similar to last year's Vikings, honestly. With, you know, really, a young quarterback and an aging quarterback at the helm. You know, just not ready to win. Lockers, of course, been in the league as long as Ponder, but the team is just, um, that team is more of a mess right now than Minnesota, but then again, watch them come right back next year and they'll be 4-1. and one. Hopefully we'll be 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh at that point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to the, yep, we'll just continue going here. 
Overall strong game by Adrian Peterson. Yes, Sebastian Ball is mentioning the 88-yard run by, or not, 88-yard day for Adrian Peterson. Overall, very strong performance. Again, he only had to rush the ball 17 times in the game, which is kind of crazy. Uh, there's a lot of rotation going on with this team. It's been a, that's, been, that's been another theme in the Leslie, you know, with the Vikings this year. The great defense and and the rotation, the rotations going on with like the guys that are a little tiny bit older, like Jared Allen and uh, Kevin Williams on the defensive line. There's been a rotation going on there. Antoine Williams, Antoine Winfield did not start this game. Josh Robinson did start the game. So yeah, you know, it's one of those deals there. They're getting a little bit less playing time, but it's preserving the guys. They're not getting worn out and hurt and all that stuff. And they're playing better than ever, and they're not bitching about it. They're not complaining about it. Adrian Peterson has been getting a little bit less carries, and Toby Gerhardt's been getting more carries. He had six yesterday and actually did very damn good, actually. 6.8 yards a carry. Adrian Peterson's 5.2. Either one of them probably could have had well over 100 yards yesterday. In fact, Adrian, uh, Christian Ponder probably could have had 100 yards yesterday, the way he was going. Um, yeah, they're trying to preserve Adrian. Adrian's not old, but for a running back, he's getting older. And, of course, you got the ACL uh, recovery still going on. Um, it's probably as he- it's probably almost as healthy as it's going to be. But, you know, you just that injury happened in his career, and you have to give him a little break here and there as much as he might hate it. It's just one of those things. But no complaining again from Adrian, no complaining from Antoine, no complaining from Jared Allen or Kevin Williams. So there you go. Good stuff. Indeed. We'll get back to some more of those quotes in a little bit uh, on the Facebook page and Twitter. Brian Robinson, the only, well, no, two Vikings did get a sack. It was Jared Allen got another sack. Brian Robinson got a sack. So those are the two the two uh, white defensive ends <laughs> that the Vikings have. Jared Allen now has three sacks on the year. He's beginning to pick it up. He kind of had a slow start to the year in that category. <coughs> Brian Robinson got his first sack of the season. He had, a was it eight or nine last year? I think it was eight last year. Solid season for the crazy, goofy Houston, Texas native, Brian Robinson, who was a very efficient, very effective uh, defensive end for the Vikings. Indeed. Good stuff. Good stuff. Pass deflections. Kevin Williams deflected two passes. Jamarca Sanford, the guy that was basically a turnstile in that secondary, has become a borderline stud of late. I mean, he is fitting in with the with this defense, this defensive coordinator, and of course this head coach, this defensive head coach, in a beautiful way this season. Two pass deflections for Jamarcus Sanford. Amazing stuff. A couple of pass de- or pass deflections a piece or a pass deflection a piece for Winfield and Cook. Um, amazing. You know these guys are just they're knocking passes down. They're hitting people hard. And they're in position to make the stat, the tackle, prevent big plays. I mean, you're going to give up first downs once in a while. You could be the best defense in the world, but you might give up a scoring drive. You might give up 40 yards on this drive. Big deal. And you still get forced a punt even with 40 yards. So you got to figure there's two, three, or four first downs you're giving up during that drive. So it's not the end of the world when that does happen. <gasps> the Vikings got another interception in today's game. How about that? It was thrown right to Antoine Winfield, like here. Oh, whoops, wrong guy. Matt Hasselbeck did get his yeah, <laughs> interception like I figured the Vikings were going to get. I thought it was going to be two turnovers apiece. I was dead on with the Vikings. Two interceptions for Ponder. 
In fact, I, I thought it was going to be two turnovers, but like, we'll find out what the turnovers are. The Vikings got only... Well, actually, no, they did get two turnovers. They recovered a fumble, so I was dead on. Good stuff. <laughs> they did force a fumble, though, unfortunately, the uh, you know, it was one of those deals. They forced a fumble against the... Uh, yep. I believe it was during the... No, it was not during the a kick... Or was it? I can't remember exactly when it was, and I'm forgetting. Aaron Henderson forced it. Harrison Smith recovered it, and that was a huge part of the game right there. Another forced fumble by Jasper Brinkley. I mean, this team is just doing a good job. They are doing a good job. Tennessee recovered the other one. <sighs> yep. So we're knocking the ball out a little bit. I mean, it's not like we're the 2009 Saints getting a trillion interceptions and fumbles, but we're doing it most hell of more often than the last couple of years here. And the pass deflections are way, way, way up. And I'm very impressed with that. That's why I was reading that off. Because, you know, I'm not reading it off because I want to just read all, all the stats out to you. It's mostly because, my goodness, we're actually deflecting passes. Wow. You know, it's like a lost art. <laughs> it was like a lost art, it seemed like, the last couple of years at the Minnesota Vikings. So that's pretty much the game review in general. I mean, the Vikings just... Were, th- were everywhere. They got the job done. They led 23 to nothing late in the third quarter. It's like, well, Tennessee, who cares? It's pretty much a garbage time touchdown early in the fourth. And then immediate response by the Vikings just to kind of say, screw you. What are, what are you going to do about it? Touchdown, 30 to 7. Just a couple, you know, on the following drive, we ate a lot of the clock up. Again, very fantastic clock management by the Vikings. Uh, Leslie Frazier and Bill Musgrave, they ran the ball big time run the clock out with Gerhardt and Peterson in that drive and a couple of scabbers from Christian Ponder. And yeah, we ate up about four minutes. That's not a ton, but it's more than, you know, it's more than other cases. We were able to get the touchdown nifty. Just a nice touch, uh, nice touch by Christian Ponder. Another one of those beautiful soft type floats to Kyle Rudolph. That has been an awesome connection in that back corner of the end zone. Kyle Rudolph has four receiving touchdowns this year, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't... Well, I kind of am in fantasy leagues. I haven't been watching him, and I feel bad about that. I'm not really into fantasy football anymore. I'm kind of like... It's kind of past me now. Not because I'm too good for it or too important for it. I just... uh, You know, it's just... I'm burnt out on it. You know, very. But... (laughs) To make a fantasy football quote, if you were able to scoop up Kyle Rudolph at some point the last few weeks, oh my, what a what a great what a great signing! Now I want to play fantasy football again, right? <laughs> Kyle Rudolph's a free agent, boy, oh boy, I better pick him up because he's he's one of those guys that you're going to want the next couple of years. Oh yeah, Percy Harvin, obviously fantasy football stud as well. Adrian Peterson always will be. Blah 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 blah. Enough of that. Looking at numbers here. Dan Taylor, <laughs> yeah, I t- <laughs> tells me don't worry about it. Pizza's important because I was like, I hadn't been responding to his uh, tweets, and I do apologize for that, Dan. I really do because, I mean, whenever you tweet me, I, you know, it's always something really good, really worthwhile, and so I was not ignoring you. I really wasn't. I never would. Just And those of you listeners out there as well, I will never ignore you, you know, unless it's like just a completely off topic or like you're ripping me for like, something that doesn't make any sense. If it's something that makes sense, yeah, of course I'll respond respectively and uh, probably tell you my bad. Something like that. Anyhow, 
<laughs> Toby Gerhardt had a strong, yeah, he had a very strong uh, run up the middle. Looked kind of scary, though. He kind of wouldn't just stop on a play. He kind of tried to jump over the defender. Thought he was going to fumble. It looked like he was. It was a 22-yard scamper up the middle for Gerhardt. <laughs> and Dan Taylor commenting about that uh, eloquently, saying that's as strong and fast as I've ever seen Gerhardt move. Oh, boy. Dan Taylor continuing, Percy Harvin is simply the best all-around player in the NFL. And, yep, that's a quote from Paul Allen as well. I'm not sure if you got that from him, but maybe you didn't have to, huh? <laughs> Katie Taylor continues again, says, let's give the Titans some credit. They are making this really easy for us. I laughed out loud at that TD. That was the pass to Rudolph. I was like, eh, you know, Titans got a touchdown to make it 23-7. They're semi-within striking distance if they're, like, going to start playing this phenomenal football, which they weren't. Vikings came right back at it. And uh, I had to put this up, and Viking Mike 88 at Viking Mike 88 had to retweet it, and I appreciate that. I put rumor will, rumor mill, Rudolph can catch. Yeah. It's, it's a rumor, all right. It's just been an awesome deal there. Teresa Nash, and she followed me right after this, too, so I appreciate that. She said, and that's... <laughs> That's how true football fans behave when there's an injury on the field. You should be ashamed of yourselves, KC. Yeah, so this is a side but on topic type of deal. Javon Ringer. Yeah, I was talking about Javon Ringer. Let's see exactly how I worded it. I said, best of luck, Ringer. Sorry to see this kind of things happen. This kind of thing happen. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was going to be one of those deals where he might have a hard time getting back in the league being a backup. Like I mentioned earlier. If you lose a little bit of that burst that got you in the league, and now all of a sudden that's it, doggone it, you know. But lucky for him, Titans coach and all that, coming out and saying it's a four to six week uh, MCL sprain, not a MCL ACL like it looked like it was going to be. I mean, it looked like the knee was ripped in half a la Baron Davis, a la Sean Livingston in the NBA. And, you know, Adrian Peterson had both of those torn as well. But his did not look as violent as Javon Ringer's. Yet Javon will be returning to the football field this season. So again, congratulations to him and Teresa Nash for responding nicely to me there about when I was, you know, wishing the Ringer the best. And I always do. I hate to see people get hurt. I I hate it. Yeah, it sucks. I know it's part of the game, but it still sucks. Um, she's she's the the KC KC thing that she's getting to there is, well, <laughs> the Kansas City fans were cheering when Matt Castle incurred a, uh, concurred a concussion. Concurred. Uh, yeah, he was. He went through a concussion. <laughs> incurred a concussion. And the Kansas City fans were cheering. They were booing him, like, as a player, and then cheering. Yay, he's going out. Yeah, he's hurt. He's not going to play. Yes! No more Castle. And it's like, are you serious? Really? You know what concussions can do to you? Like, do you understand how bad that is? Do you know how bad it is to have an ACL? Or, like, a busted up ankle like Favre had? Like, it wasn't broken, but might as well have been. And the the Saints fans, as classless jackasses as they've always been. I mean, that was not news. Of course, their classless jackass defensive coordinator. They were cheering like they just... They just threw, I saw an 80-yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees to uh, Marcus Colston or, or Moore or whoever. 
<laughs> or Joe Horn. Yeah, that's a little old school. But they were acting like they just saw an 80-yard touchdown pass when Favre was with well, his ankles all curled up like in a field position. Oh, yeah! In your face! Like, it's such a good thing to see somebody who might have, my ankle might be so bleeped up that he might have trouble walking, you know, for the next 45 years of his life. Yeah, that's so cool. Way, go team. After they know it was a dirty, in, you know, inappropriate play, in, in, even in the NFL. You know, hey, the same Saints cheered the injury to Wade Wilson as well. I still remember that. It was about 20 years ago. When Jim Mora was the coach and he was blowing up, calling them sick and classless and a-holes, basically, which I think Saints fans are. Yes, I do. Yeah, your team sucked ass from a straw, (laughs) to put it very bluntly, for like 35 years. You have one good season and you're acting like a-holes. Oh, and you act like a-holes even when they suck, too. (laughs) That was very blunt. Sorry about my horrible language there. But, um... (laughs) <laughs> that was really bad. So I apologize. I almost thought I edit that out, but I won't. Um, <laughs> oh boy, I went way too far there, and I apologize for that. Um, anyhow, <laughs> I went angry video game nerd on it there. Uh, so yeah, anyhow, that's that was the whole idea. Yeah, Kansas City's doing the same thing to Matt Castle. Yeah, to the point. Anyhow, <laughs> Dan Taylor. <laughs> says, it's been a while since we crushed a team like that. It's fun. We should do it more often. And now more wins than 2011. Yeah, more wins than 2011 as I'm calming down very big time right now. And again, I'm sorry for that line, guys. Oh, I almost thought I edit that out. I apologize. Maybe I'm overreacting. I'll leave it in, I guess, and see what happens. Okay. Hopefully no one's upset. I've apologized like 70 times. Hopefully that's enough. Um, yeah, and that's what I was saying as well. I mean, it's amazing that we're on the other end of a 30-7 to 7 type of score. We're on the other end of a 30-7. to 7. That's weird and really cool. So that concludes the Twitter account. There's still some more posts in Facebook, and I need to get on with it. I've been talking. I've been kind of going on too long here. Tony Coleman says, Well, I certainly didn't expect the Vikings to start the season 4-1. and one. What a pleasant surprise. I hope they keep surprising me. In fact, yeah, I already did. I already did read that. I apologize. Um, yeah, good stuff, though, by Tony Coleman. It's very true. Yep, keep posting Tony. I love always what he has to say. Sebastian Ball says, guess what? We didn't lose. Thank you, God. We certainly didn't lose, did we, Sebastian? We kind of beat the crap out of him, didn't we? But, hey... I'm glad. I'm actually glad. I'm actually really glad to see Sebastian being more objective than like a Kool Aid drinker. So I'd rather I'd rather see you be more careful than be a Kool Aid drinker. Kool Aid drinkers drive me crazy. But anyhow, I don't blame a soul for being extremely excited right now. Is yeah, it's time to get excited. This team's getting better and better and better. Chris Tucker, that's right. Chris Tucker says the fact. We have our two best safeties out, and the new guys play great. All the youth is playing awesome. Exactly, Chris. You know, exactly. All the new guys are playing great. And even, like, the, you know, the, the, the young guys, too. Like Sanford, who's, you know, it's in his third, fourth year. So he was a rookie in 09. Gosh, it's his fourth year already. Wow. He's playing really, or no, his first year was, I think, uh, no, it was 2009. Seventh round pick, too, by the way, Sanford. 
he's playing like a second round pick right now. Sanford is amazing run for him, knocking the ball out of people's hands, forcing fumbles, knocking people down, making big strong tackles. He's doing great. Josh Robinson's doing really well. I mean, Harrison Smith has been just ridiculously good, but of course, one of the two safeties out, of course, like mentioned, because he's suspended. Extremely impressive, man. Extremely, extremely impressive, Tucker. Uh, Chris. Sebastian Ball says, I know, right? I can't believe it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he says, feels good to see our D strong no matter who is in. We couldn't say that since I've been alive. And by the way, Joey, we look like brand new Vikings. Hearing about the 07 and 08 Vikings is old. Look at ya. Anyhow. Yeah, we look like a brand new Vikings. Yep. Like Frazier said today after the game, who cares about what happened in the past? This is a week to week, year to year league. I don't think I don't think I want to compare us to any other year because at the end of it we didn't win a Super Bowl. And that's what I want the twenty twelve Vikings to be, Super Bowl champions. Yep. Well, there you go. Good stuff there, Sebastian. He says we wanna we won on our first three game win streak. We're we're on our first three game win streak since oh nine. Yeah, you got it like that. He says sad we have to make that reference. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was just saying how it seemed like it was eight years ago. Yeah, and it feels like it. I'm just saying, not trying to live in the past. I'm just trying to say more or less that uh, it seems like it's a lot longer. Because, I mean, the last two years felt like about four years apiece. So, not trying to bring up the past. It's more or less, um, it, it felt like an eternity, as you probably noticed. All right, continuing. Dear 20, uh, Sebastian again says, Dear 2012 season, you have been filled with upsets, <laughs> crappy uh, ref thrown calls, but to my beloved Vikings, I see a lot of how we play now compared to the last two years offensively. Our problem was we didn't get, we didn't get it in the end zone enough, and we still don't. Too many field goals, but unlike other years, our defense has kept us always in the game. They hardly let up big drives, and often. The other team has to kick a field goal. Well, hopefully we can keep winning because a win's a win. Let's go Vikes. I have nothing to add. That's good stuff. Nothing needs to be added right there. Made a good point. Tony Coleman says, I'm watching this Monday night game, but I can't help but not care who wins. Who should I root for? Jets or Houston? I basically said I don't like either one. I think the Jets are a jerk team, and Houston is kind of overpopular in my opinion. Coleman responding with, I don't really care that much about the Jets, but I just want to say that they should give Tebow a bigger shot. Sanchez just fell apart tonight, and Tebow showed some promise. Like I said, I don't really care, but that's my reaction after the game. Yeah, I mean, you might as well go with Tebow. It's not working right now with Sanchez. Not that he sucks or anything, but it's not going so great. It's not really working out all that exciting. Uh, for Monsieur Sanchez, Monsieur Senior Sanchez, I should I should say Senior Senior Sanchez. So yeah, the Facebook page again. That concludes the Facebook and the Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, or at Purple Mafia Show. Like and 
follow those respective accounts, Facebook and Twitter, of course. Good stuff. So, yeah, we are going to get to the visional right now. This is a long show again, but that's the way it's going to be. Hope you keep listening, guys. Keep telling your friends. Okay. Well, I already talked about the Javon Ringer situation. Um, yeah, we'll save the Redskins stuff for a little bit. Yeah, the Vikings, other teams did play in this division. They didn't fare so well, did they? Sorry to see that happen. I really feel bad, don't I? I feel so bad for uh, the Green Bay Packers. I just feel terrible for them, don't I? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the Packers lost to the Indianapolis Colts, ladies and gentlemen. The Packers lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Dun, dun, dun. I love it. I mean, who could not love it? The Packers lose to Indianapolis Colts. I'm just, uh, I'm stunned and, and thrilled at the same time. Pardon me there. Um, <laughs> um I gotta say, yeah, that's a word I might not want to use very often. Unfortunately, the uh, Chicago Bears didn't have much trouble with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was a very uh, low-scoring game for a very long time. And then, unfortunately, things just went a little bit crazy after that. And uh, not exactly sure what happened. We'll get to the Packer game later. The Bears scored 28 points in the fourth quarter in that Jacksonville game. Why they needed to, I have no idea. A little bit of overkill, but then again, at the same time, it's kind of like... what do you do? There was a pick six in there, and the Bears just kind of just running the running the clock down. And if the Jaguars aren't going to like stop anybody, they're just going to let the guy run forty six yards. That being Armando Allen, who I have no idea who that is. Maybe their fifteenth string running back. Maybe the uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but obviously probably like a th- second or third string third string guy um, for the Bears. What are you going to do? They, I mean, they probably weren't necessarily trying to run up the clock. It's just the Jaguars didn't stop him, and the guy probably wants to like make some money in this league. So that's going to happen. <coughs> Ugly game for the terrible Jaguars. Still annoyed that the Vikings played them as close as they did, but well, some people will tell you, well, well, I didn't expect the Vikings to win that game. Well, okay, that's your opinion. End of story. There, <laughs> strong game by the Bears in general. Yeah, it was only 41-3. to It was a... Yeah, that's all. It wasn't too... wasn't a very tough game for the Bears, was it? Quite a snooze fest. The Bears look good. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but the Bears look damn good right now. Uh, are they better than the Vikings? Whatever. I think it's a mixed opinion thing right now, because the Bears look like crap against Green Bay, and then the Packers look like crap yesterday. They lost to... The Colts, they almost lost to the Saints. Like, they almost lost to the Saints if the guy would have made the field goal, but he just didn't, and whatever. Again, another one of those situations where you're just scratching your head thinking, what the heck, really? You, you couldn't make it? So the Bears are now 4-1, and one, and they're still the one. Yep, they scored 41 points to become 4-1. and one. Yeah, I would technically, cons- I don't know. Points-wise, I guess you could say they're the number one team in the division. Um, It's a debated thing. You know what? We're tied for first with the Bears. End of discussion. We'll just leave it as is. Strong game, obviously, by both teams this weekend against not very good teams. Uh, Okay, I'm trying to click on... Damn it. 
trying to click on uh, Indianapolis and Green Bay, and I keep clicking the wrong thing. Forgive me, and hold on. Uh, do be patient with me right now. Indianapolis defeating the Green Bay Packers in Indianapolis. They have now claimed both of the border battle teams in close games. Three-point victories for the Indianapolis Colts in both cases. 30-27, to the Colts defeat the Green Bay Packers. They are now 2-2. Two and two. Andrew Luck had a huge game. Aaron Rodgers had a huge game. Andrew Luck ran for a touchdown and passed for two through an interception. Aaron Rodgers threw for three and threw for one interception. Good quarterback duo out of both of them. Only one intercept, only one turnover apiece, so that's not terrible. Green Bay just did not, quite simply, just did not get the job done. And to think that they led this football game 21 to three at one point. Seriously, guys, you got. <laughs> And I'm not saying guys like they're my team, but seriously, Green Bay, you've got to finish that game. I understand the Colts are going to be a better football team, obviously, with a guy like Andrew Luck leading the charge, who attempted a ridiculous 55 passes yesterday, and completing 31 of them for 362 yards against the vaunted Packers defense. Oof, duh. Terrible Packers defense. Um... It's the Achilles heel for the Packers. They look Their defense looked good against Seattle, but then against Seattle, the offense is about as good as Jacksonville's, maybe a little bit better. <laughs> Woo-hoo, and it was in Seattle. Um, believe it or not, that's really bad for Seattle, by the way. That's one game the Packers should have back, but unfortunately you can't do that. They're 2-3. and three. Vikings don't exactly get the NFC title game back, do they? No. That was slightly more significant than a, than a Monday night game in Seattle. Um... Ouch for the Packers. Hey, hey, man, the Vikings are two games ahead of the Green Bay Packers. So do celebrate, Viking fans. We have some ground between us and Green Bay. But unfortunately, Chicago breathing down our necks. Like always, Green Bay losing the game. Gotta love it. Very crazy indeed. I do believe Detroit had a bye last week, and it certainly looks like it. So I'm not seeing a list of the byes, but I'm certainly not seeing Detroit playing. In the in uh, yesterday, and they're obviously not playing tonight. Houston, it is a final, ladies and gentlemen. The Houston Texans have defeated the New York Jets. Congratulations to them on becoming five and zero. And the Jets, well, yeah, might be looking for a new coach at some point. Unfortunately for them, and the Tim Tebow attempted only one pass in the game. Sanchez was lousy, like he was previous weeks. Sean Green is worthless. Yeah, let's just, yeah, move on. Jets suck, unfortunately, for them. That team has not lived up to the hype that they had the last three to five years under Rex Ryan. Not, uh, yep, <laughs> under, yep, under young Ryan, Rex Ryan. Nah, it's not been as good as advertised, unfortunately. So with that, we are going to take a quick break and then briefly preview the Minnesota and, Reds- and Washington Redskins game and then call it a night. win this game. Skull Vikings honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the 
Back here on Pribble Mafia, episode number 121, which is a reminder for all iPod users and also other MP3 players. And also remember, a uh, reminder, I probably should have said this earlier, but Android users, those of you out there that didn't, uh, that don't, uh, obviously don't have an iPod, but you do have an Android phone or even an Android tablet or something, the uh, program or application you want in order to listen to Pro Mafia is Double Twist. That way, basically, your Android is just like an iPhone at that point because everything from iTunes is also on Double Twist. So there you go. You'd be able to get Pro Mafia extremely fast that way. And, of course, Timberwolves Explosion or even Brave the Wild if you'd like to download my other two shows, Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves season is about to start. Hockey's is still in a lockout. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do give those a look. And, yeah, Double Twist. Download that app if you want to uh, listen to this show and not have to sit in front of a computer or whatever if you don't have an iPod and all that, but you happen to have a, you are still fortunate enough to have an Android phone, which is just as good as an, as an iPhone. And in fact, I think it's better if you have the keyboard because I prefer a keyboard versus touchscreen. Yeah, that would be the Motorola Droid, number three in my case. Anyhow, here we go. Minnesota versus Washington. Well, we've won the last two contests against them, believe it or not. Joe Webb, uh, actually, no, Brett Favre was the quarterback against Donovan McNabb in 2010. Leslie Frazier's first ever game as head coach of the Vikings. They won on the road. That was amazing. It's like, wow, we won on the road. Things are going to be a little different around here. Well, they weren't really too great last year, but we beat the Redskins again last season, believe it or not. Yes, we did with Leslie Frazier as the coach. And it seems like we are always in Washington which is kind of funny. We're going back again. Boy, we like to play in Washington, apparently. Three years in a row? Strange. Strange. When it's a non-divisional team and we played the same team three years in a row in the same building, like not here ever. Kind of odd. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. But if it has happened a million times before with other teams, well, I guess ask somebody else. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. So, yeah, um... Brett Favre was the quarterback in 2010. Joe Webb was the quarterback in 2011. And unfortunately, well, yeah, we won the game. <laughs> Excuse me. And it, that game ultimately helped the Washington Redskins get RG3. <laughs> in, in a sense. Uh, the Redskins had to trade up with the Rams to get him. But, yeah, it didn't allow the Vikings to take him. And maybe we probably wouldn't have anyway. We might have taken Khalil anyway. 
but who knows, maybe we could have gotten like 3,000 draft picks like Washington now, or like, excuse me, like St. Louis now has to try to build that team up, and they're getting better, just like the Vikings, and they have a good coach and Jeff Fisher. So yeah, the Redskins ultimately get RG3. Um, yeah, out of that. Vikings also losing Adrian Peterson for the year at that time, and of course, you know, who knows if that's shortened the uh, career life of Adrian Peterson. Luckily, it doesn't look that way yet. Hopefully, it will not look that way anytime soon. And of course, uh, unfortunately for RG3, as mentioned earlier, well, what was this, his fifth game? He's already got a concussion to deal with in his career. That's quite unfortunate. The saying is that he looks good after the concussion, According to uh, AP, the the AP in Ashburn, Virginia, says Robert Griffin III felt good enough to attend something called a rookie success program meeting Monday morning and seemed, by all accounts, to be doing just fine on the day after suffering his first NFL concussion. There you go. Except he's still yet to compete the league's mandated return-to-play protocol before he's cleared for practice, but his Washington Redskins teammates and Coach Mike Shanahan were optimistic the Heisman Trophy winner will be able to play in this week's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Shanahan quotes, we should be fine out in the next few days. I mean, we should find out. Okay, that's a typo. We should find out in the next few days what happens. Right now it looks good. I'm not really sure if it stays that way. The professionals will monitor his situation. And let us know if he's able to play or not. We surely <laughs> have nothing to do with it. Well, here we go. <coughs> God, sorry about that, guys. So we'll just move on from that. Um, talking about his comeback, uh, comeback from it, Shanahan really quick says he's competitive like most young quarterbacks are. They want to make every first down. They want to extend every play to the last second. But part of that is knowing, but knowing that, hey, we have to let you... We have to have you out there so these quarterbacks learn in time to when to slide. So that's basically one of those things. Yeah, that's that's actually what the situation was. Was RG3 was trying to do too much, and it cost him, unfortunately. But by all accounts, it sounds like he's going to be okay. Uh, Aaron Henderson had to miss a couple weeks with a concussion. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. As of right now, RG3's number's pretty damn good, considering he's only five games in. 1,161 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging 232 yards per game, and his quarterback rating is already a 101. Fantastic. 101.0. Amazing numbers for Robert Griffin III, RG3, as we so affectionately like to call him. Um... Didn't get to do as much yesterday, of course. Only attempted 15 passes before incurring the injury. Completed two-thirds of his passes. Yep, not bad. Didn't turn the ball over. Continuing to play very well. There you go. They, and they played against a very good football team who was also 5-0. and And I have no confidence in them come postseason, because why should I? Atlanta's postseason record is, you know, non-existent. You know, I have no confidence in them yet. And watch him win the Super Bowl now. No, I, I don't know. I'm not even considering that. Alfred Morris is a guy who has emerged for the Washington Redskins. He certainly did yesterday with 18 rushes, and yeah, he's emerged in a big way with nearly 500 yards. He's averaging about 100 yards a game. He's got four rushing touchdowns on the year. He was a sixth round pick by the Redskins just this last April from Florida Atlantic. Yikes. He has been a he. There, there's your steal of the draft right there, folks. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's a steal of the draft. He's got almost 500 yards already, man. Alfred Davis. So there you go. Uh, Morris. Excuse me, Alfred Morris. He might be this year's Arian Foster. I mean, unbelievable start to a young career for him. They have Ryan Grant. Remember that name from Green Bay? I'm sure they, a lot of people expected he might have a shot at starting for those Redskins. Well, it's Alfred Morris's job to lose now. RG3, of course, as mentioned before, is a, well, he's day-to-day with that injury. It's a pretty talented football team um, on the offensive side of the ball. The Washington Redskins are pretty, yeah, as mentioned, very damn talented. You get your quarterback and your running back of the future taken in the same draft. And, of course, the quarter, the running back, obviously, just one of those type of steals that you're stunned. Like, holy cow, where did he come from? The wide receiver situation is not that scary. Uh, Pierre Garçon, not necessarily the scariest guy in the world. He's definitely overpaid for what for his production. He's averaging only about 50 yards a game, and he's got only a single touchdown this year. Woohoo. Lottie, freaking da. He was uh, an okay to above average receiver in Indianapolis for uh, the, the, the pretty much extent of his career, averaging about 800 yards and six touchdowns a season. Worth like $17 million in signing bonus? No. Or <laughs> 21 or whatever the heck it was? No. That's why the Vikings didn't sign him, and job to the Vikings there. I think we got a more dangerous guy in Devin Aroma to do, quite frankly. And of course, Monsieur uh, Jerome Simpson, who's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Devin Aroma should do will briefly bounce around here because I can. It's just, you know, it's my show, damn it. I can do whatever I want. No, not really. Uh, Devin Aroma should do was pretty good. He only caught three passes, but he looked better than, I mean, but he looked good doing it. He caught all of them. They were all in pretty important situations. Red Ellison kind of seeing his first major action so far as a Viking. And, of course, Percy Harvin eclipsing the 100-yard reception number, or 100 yards receiving yesterday. He's He has gotten 407 yards receiving. He's averaging 81.4 a game so far. An amazing season thus far for uh, Percy Harvin. Mm-mm-mm. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, no, no, there's nothing to be unfortunate. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, not as not as many touchdowns as other people, but, yeah, just being sidetracked there, just looking at certain guys. Like, <laughs> you want to compare Washington's receivers to ours, looks like we're doing a little better there. There's not much going on with Washington's receivers. Santana Moss, the biggest name, and he played pretty good with the 80, only two catches, but 80 yards and a touchdown. Big-time uh, play, at least during the game, a 77-yard catch for a touchdown for the aforementioned um, yeah, the aforementioned um, right? <laughs> the aforementioned Washington Redskins, yeah, I mean uh, Santana Moss, 77 yard pass, catch and run for Santana Moss down, oh, down the middle, good play indeed for them so yeah, as mentioned, lots of offense, lots of talent on offense, mostly with the quarterback and running back position, though. It's mostly all about RG3 and the miracle style draft pick of Alfred Morris. But on defensive side of the football, well, the run defense is better than I expected. It's actually pretty good. It's ninth in the league, averaging about 80-something, uh, 87 point, <laughs> yeah, 87.8 a game. But their pass defense is a whole another story. 
So expect Christian Ponder to, uh, yeah, expect the Vikings to try. No, we hope this time. We hope this time the Vikings to try to exploit that on Sunday. As of the five games into the season, the Washington Redskins passed events a whopping 31st in the league. The only team worse than the Washington Redskins on uh, in, in the air defensively is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who long ago in a galaxy far away actually had a phenomenal defense. And that's about, yeah, a billion years ago. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, only eight sacks on the year so far for Washington. Their pass rush, not that scary thus far. Thus far, not that scary. Not that effective. They're, yeah, they've, they've, but they, they are second in the league in defensive touchdowns. So watch out a little bit. Yeah, they gamble a little bit. Yes, they do. Do watch out for that. They, have, they are capable of an occasional pick six, and they did get one yesterday on Matt Ryan. And that was a pretty good football game by the Washington Redskins, by the way. They only lost by they only lost twenty four to seventeen. They were in the game, but they blew it. You know, things just fell apart. Atlanta got seventeen points in the final quarter to Washington seven. So that was the difference right there. Atlanta was more clutch. They won the football game. Of course they're a much more pass happy team than they were in the past. In the past. Okay, anyhow. And uh, that's Washington's Achilles heel. They can't stop teams in the air right now. So expect the Vikings to come in with an aerial attack. If you want to attack the Redskins' weakness, that's what you're going to do. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, the co- the coughing. Yeah, the coughing. That too. Uh, we did have two interceptions for Ponder last week. Don't expect two interceptions this week. Not because Washington sucks, but because Christian Ponder um, is probably going to, you know, he's going to adjust. He's going to make adjustments to try to prevent further interceptions. He'd been phenomenal in that category. In fact, four games without one and an incredible amount of passes. I forget the number, what it was, but consecutive passes without an interception. It was pretty high, and I got to think he's going to start another one this week. I got to hope. And again, it's not because Washington's past defense sucks. It's because Ponder is going to make the, the proper adjustments. I do believe that. He is the type of guy that will do that. Christian Potter is an intellectual, ladies and gentlemen. He is. There is no doubt about it. Uh, Adrian Peterson going back to Washington. I mean, who? there you go. Talk about facing your, your uh, demons right there. You know, going back to Washington less than a year after that horrible injury. <sighs> they have a good rush defense. And they had a good rush defense last year as well. And unfortunately, he got hurt. And it wasn't because the defense was... So great. That's not necessarily why he got hurt, but at the same time, it shows they were, you know, they they were hitting hard, and they were, yeah. Just unfortunately, it ended up being an awkward hit, and things didn't work out <laughs> for Adrian. I hope, for whatever reason, he doesn't play. Uh, I don't think he'll play timidly, but maybe it's gonna. It's gonna. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it crossed his mind a little bit, thought about it a little bit in this game. So I do expect to see. Uh, you know, more of that rotation with Toby Gearhart this week, and I do expect to see a lot of pass attempts by Ponder. Hopefully it's not a repeat uh, deal where the Vikings go into Detroit, went into Detroit, and it seemed like every five seconds there was a pass rush and Ponder was having to rush, but but as mentioned earlier, Washington's pass rush not been too scary thus far this year, but uh, they're more of a run defense than a pass defense. There's no doubt about it. So, 
that's going to be the focus. I got to think going into the game, you're going to see a lot. You're going to see, you may see your first big time down the field touchdown pass this uh, this season. It would be very cool to see maybe a, 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 a Jerome Sampson go deep or possibly Percy Harvin is capable of it. Now, he did get a 45-yard catch in the game. Did Percy. He, he did. But that's more of an isolated type of deal, I got to think. You're gonna, you know, most of the time you're gonna see the 10 to 15 yard, you know, red zone type touchdown passes from Christian Ponder. Though you may see something big in this game, we'll see. It's hard to predict, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it happens. Wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Rudolph reach the end zone yet again. But I will expect at this point. I do expect to see Jerome Simpson to get a touchdown this week. It's tight. He's due, <coughs> and he will get it. Jerome Simpson will get a touchdown this week. And the Minnesota Vikings will be celebrating a 5-1 and one record, believe it or not. I don't think it's going to be easy. This might be kind of a homer pick, but I'm going with the momentum, folks. Bad pass defense by Washington. I think the Vikings will exploit it in a nice way. And I think the Vikings' def- overall heavy-hitting defense is going to pose a threat for Washington. They have a great quarterback and running back, as mentioned three billion times already. The receivers are not very good right now. They're, they don't have the complementary pieces on the Washington Redskins yet to make them a good football team. Two to three years down the road, oh boy, we might be seeing the Washington Redskins in a Super Bowl, folks. Or in at least an NFC title game. Or, or you know, there might be like, a, uh, like another Philadelphia or like a uh, Baltimore or something. Well, not Baltimore. More, I don't even know who to compare them to right now, honestly. They're going to be a good football team in the next couple of years. There's no doubt about it. It's 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 coming because they're going to get requisite uh, help to that Washington Redskins team. I got to think. Snyder, the owner, is a spender. Like him or not, he is a spending sob. And Mike Shanahan has always been a good running coach. He's always been a big time running coach, and you have him with a good quarterback as well. There you go. So that young rookie, no surprise to see him blowing up. That's just that's the way it is with Mike Shanahan. It always has been. <sighs> Alright, but as mentioned, Minnesota is going to win this football game because the Redskins are not going to be ready. And i got to think, young, uh, what's his name, old young RG3, I don't think he's going to go out there and have the game of his life on Sunday. Vikings secondary has improved greatly. They are heavy hitters, as we've talked about 7 billion times already, and I'm just saying it again just because I can, because <laughs> we're wrapping up here. Um, and RG3, I can't imagine he's not going to be a little tiny, teeny, tiny bit timid in the game because he's coming back from his first concussion, if he plays, and I'm sure, he, I kind of think he will. But um, i got to think it's going to be in his head a little bit. No pun intended, of course, because there's nothing to joke about there. But um, I think it is, yeah. I, I think that's going to be a factor a little bit. Minnesota is going to pull out a victory, a 27-2... to 21 victory over the Washington Redskins. Redskins will score, but not that much. The Vikings will score a little bit more. 27 to 21. Minnesota 28 to 21. Minnesota by seven in the game by a touchdown and a five and one record. And off we go into the good times, I guess. <laughs> Vikings continue to hey continue to continue their winning ways and potential playoff berth. Hopefully. And they'll come home to host the Arizona Cardinals, and that'll be a very entertaining game. 
the following week. That'll be a fun game to watch. The Arizona Cardinals are having a hell of a season so far. Tampa Bay, that one's going to be uh, <laughs> the next week. That'll be fun. <laughs> that won't be too. Yeah, that one won't be the scariest game of the of the season. That'll probably be the easiest win of the year. I got to think. At Washington, yeah, not as easy as it was the past two years. Terrible team, but an improving team now, just like the Vikings. But I think they're about a step to a half step behind the Vikings. They're still in their surprising development this year. That's why I think the Vikings win the football game Sunday. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are going to be saying, I'm not so confident about the game, and that's your opinion. And uh, you could be as you could be very well right. No problem there. No disagreement there. I'm just going, that's my gut feeling. Minnesota is able to continue the momentum and win in Washington. I, I feel confident going into the game. I do. So with that, we are going. I thank all of you for listening. But first, before we close out, a couple reminders. The phone line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is, of course, the Purple Mafia show. We do need some new calls, guys. Some new callers. It'd be nice. Nothing against the current guys, and I keep calling. But it'd be nice to hear some new blood. Some new voices. <laughs> and see some new blood on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Go to that and click like and then start commenting. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia show or at Purple Mafia show. You might as well do that. Give that a follow. Would appreciate it a lot. Interact with me as much as you want. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. Um, do check out the sportsstuff.com and check out the other shows on there as well. Not just my show, but the others. <laughs> Man, I wish the Chief Zone was back. That's a shout-out to you as far as Ian, if you're listening. Man, I wish the Chief Zone was still there. So good. As he, quote-unquote, retired from podcasting for the time being at a young age to kind of get into pursue his broadcasting career. There you go. Mr. Farzine Vesugian. <laughs> um, yep, the crossover is an awesome show, though. Do check that out. Basketball fans, New York Knicks, New uh, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets now. Do give that a follow or a, uh, a listen. Would be nice. Yeah. Check out that website. It is a good one indeed. I uh, don't believe there's any other. Oh, one last thing. Give me a rating on iTunes, guys. If you like the show, if you like the show, please give me a nice positive rating on iTunes and say what you like about it. Maybe also even throw in something that could use improvement if you like as well. But only nice ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a free country, guys. It's a free country. So whatever, right? Um, uh, it's... I do believe that's all I needed to get to. I keep thinking like there's something else I need to say. Um, oh, tell a friend or two or 40. There you go. Okay. Tell, tell, uh, yeah. Tell anybody you can about the show if you like it. If you like it so much... Tell somebody about it and help this show get off the ground. It's gotten bigger and better, but it needs to consistently be bigger and better or this show cannot get off the ground. That's the key. That's what I wanted to say. It cannot get off the ground if it's not consistently bigger and better. Consistently. If it's really big one week and then a flop and like I get 25 listeners, no, it's never been that low, but I'm just throw, I'm just exaggerating. If I get only a couple listeners the next week, this show's never going to get advertising. Never. And if the show doesn't get advertising, it can't get bigger. It's just going to be 
like a hobby rather than a career. So you want this show to get off the ground, help me out a little bit. All right, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with the 5-1 Minnesota Vikings. Vikings.